You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Welcome to Big News Sports, featuring Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author of 12 books and a 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, Matt Coulter, a former Alabama Broadcaster of the Year and longtime media personality, and Christian Miller, a national championship-winning linebacker at Alabama who was drafted by the Carolina Panthers. Here's Lars, Matt, and Christian. Well, we're running Lars three working on his book assignment. Actually had to travel a great distance to get some more information, but you got Matt, you got Christian. There's Joe Gaither sitting in that little box over there in Tuscaloosa at 100.9. Not really sure where to start, so I'm just going to go with uh, more on Alabama baseball because, unfortunately, huge topic last week. But I'm going to move into what happened this weekend as Alabama Christian, and you may have been in some of these games, they beat Vanderbilt, the number five team in the nation, two out of three, and they're making a strong run as the tournament closes in on us. But I know that the situation with uh, Brad Bohannon is really, really bad image-wise, competitiveness-wise, team-wise, university-wise. But what they did on the field was pretty impressive, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And I uh, think I went to two of the games, uh, and and I really caught the last half of one of them, um, which I think was Saturday's game. But, yeah, Matt, they played really well, uh, got the series win over number five Vanderbilt. And uh, and I I was impressed with the way they were able to – um, with all the external chatter, the noise um, regarding this uh, really an unprecedented situation involving their head coach, um, I was impressed with the way they played. And uh, to come out with a big series win like that um, really was, like I said, a, a nothing short of impressive. And uh, they looked really good. Yeah, and it's a good time. And as I think I told you guys at one point last week, sometimes a situation like this can just split your team apart. Other times it brings you all together. I'm sure you've been in situations like that. Now, not many since you played football in Alabama. There were very few losses and controversies. But uh, just from a player's standpoint, uh, do you think they stand around and talk about it or, or not? Do you think they sing Kumbaya? I'm not trying to be funny here, but – uh, does it pull? It, it can pull a team together. I know I've seen it. Uh, yeah, I'm sure any any you know uh, controversy. I don't even like to say controversy. Um, I, I would say more so anytime something arises, uh, whether it be conflict or really just anytime you go through trials and tribulations, I think it's an opportunity to grow and and you know create unity. Um, and maybe we're seeing that, but I'll be honest, I think they really just probably came together and said, Hey, you know, yeah, this is a pretty, um, unfortunate situation, but let's just go out there and have fun, do our thing. Cause that's what it looked like. They looked like they just were going out there and having fun. It didn't look like they were playing necessarily with a chip on their shoulder, um, or anything okay. to that nature. It really just kind of appeared like, you know, just another, another day to, to go out there and play the game that we love. And, uh, it's ultimately what they did. They, and they, and they played very well. Yeah, they did, and I guess they got a big series with Ole Miss this weekend, and we'll see what uh, what all comes out uh, at the end of the season, headed to the tournament here in Birmingham. Um, and you know, 
watch a lot of Auburn, keep up with them because that's what an Alabama guy does. But Auburn picked up a quarterback over the weekend. I thought that was worth mentioning. And Michigan State starter Peyton Thorne, he uh, threw for 6,500 yards, 49 touchdowns, and 24 picks. 16 and 10 as the Spartans starter. Not the most impressive number, but Christian, let's just speak from those numbers, but more importantly, Auburn needs somebody that's experienced, right? Robbie Asher just doesn't seem to be – he's a tick away from from being their starter, and I hope he is. He's a, he's a Hoover guy. But a guy that's had 26 starts in the Big Ten could be good for any team, just on experience, Christian. Yeah, and, you know, at the quarterback position, you're looking for experience. Um, typically, at least speaking, you, you want a guy's experience. He's played in some games, you know, he knows what's expected. But, uh, yeah, I guess we'll have to see, you know, how it, how it pans out. Um, I myself don't know too much about uh, the player himself, but um, I'm sure Hugh Freeze did his homework and got them a guy that they feel uh, could contribute. And uh, I still like Robbie Ashford. I'll be honest with you, Matt. I mean, I watched him, you know, play Alabama last year. And I, I wouldn't rule him out. I know he might not be the most consistent passer as of now, but I, I mean, I wouldn't rule him out. I mean, I think the guy definitely um, could help you win some some ball games for sure. Um, I, I just I know how it is today, you know, in college football, though. People want a proven guy at that position. And so that's what we're seeing here. And, and more than likely, you know, they're going to you know they, they went and got this guy because they feel like, you know, he, he gives them a better chance. But, man, just seeing, you know, Robbie Ashford's skill set, man, and he had a throw or two that, that was very impressive watching play Alabama. He had one that was um, in the, the far end zone. Uh, probably a lot of people are saying might have been his best throw of the year. Uh, but it was kind of in the corner of the end zone. Really just dropped it in the basket. Great throw. Um, and see, when I see guys do stuff like that, I just I think of the, the potential and the things that they can build off of. Um, if they if they work on the things they need to work on, they get consistent, right? Uh, they fine-tune some things. Um, but if you just watch it, man, I mean, that dude has blazing speed. Um, you know, I, I definitely think he's dangerous with his leg. And if he could just get his arm catch up with it and i think he could be a phenomenal quarterback but it seems like right now Hugh Hugh freeze and company over at auburn field this guy might be better fit as of now but i don't know man i still i still i still like robbie ashford and then uh i wouldn't rule him out just yet yeah i'm I'm the same way uh we have like minds on this because he is so gifted i mean from arm strength to Often, I think he struggles with arm accuracy. Uh, I don't know if he's checking down to a second and third receivers. I hadn't really eyeballed the film that closely. Um, I I think that there are times he might go on feet when he could probably scramble and find somebody open. But, you know, the only thing that's going to settle that, Christian, and I'm not reinventing football here, you got to play. You got to get experience with that comes greatness and i just see so many good things about him and like i said a minute ago i'm always pulling for the hometown kid and he's right yeah and so um i like it for all those reasons however and we use the same thing whenever a quarterback of notoriety transfers to another school what do we say christian well he wouldn't have transferred to auburn and freeze wouldn't have brought him in 
he wasn't expected to play. Is there a lot of weight in that? No, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, and it, it, that, that is the fact of the matter, right? I mean, they don't just go out and get guys necessarily just to add depth. I mean, they can, but realistically, at least going off of what I've heard from majority of these coaches when when they're asked about uh, these situations, typically the way they they view the portal is almost like free agency, right? Yeah. And if you think about the NFL, yeah, you do sign some free agents as you know special teamers, a guy that kind of is expected to add depth or at least compete for the starting spot. And if not, he provides um, some valuable depth. But realistically, you want a guy that, that can uh, overall, you know, better your team, right, and, and contribute. So, I mean, even even regarding you know, Tyler Buckner, you know, you hear me talk all the time about, you know, it's an open quarterback battle. They're not just handing the, the job out to anybody. However, you know, you got to call a spade a spade and be realistic about it. You know, they, they didn't necessarily bring him in to be a backup. Now, I know I did make a comment and say, at the worst, you have a very good quality backup quarterback. But that's at the worst. That's like worst case scenario. If we're being transparent, there's a good chance we see Tyler Buckner as a starting quarterback at Alabama. I mean, let's just be, let's be transparent about it. Um, is it a given? No. But, you know, there, there's some good odds there. Same thing with Peyton Thorne, right? Uh, they're bringing this guy into Auburn hoping that he's the guy. Um, obviously, if he gets in there and he, he's not what they were expecting, then they're not just going to put him out there just because they brought him in there. That's typically how this goes, man. We are, we, we know this. I mean, they, they brought Thorne in there because, as again, as I'm reading up on him, a redshirt senior guy who's thrown for almost just shy of 6,500 yards and 49 yeah. touchdowns in his career at Michigan State and was very well in the race to be the starter this year. So, like you said, Matt, experience proven. Um, he's there's a great chance he's the guy at Auburn. Tyler Buckner, one reason I'm, I don't know if it's as much is just because you're talking about a guy who's, even though he was, he was named the starter at Notre Dame. I think he got injured and ended up losing the job. And they brought in uh, Hartman uh, this year, but not as experienced. Um, but still, you know, it's one of those things, Matt, where if Alabama felt they had their guy, they wouldn't have brought a guy in the portal. That's just the fact of the matter. Um, so with that being said, yeah, I think there's a good chance. Of that. So Peyton Thorne, uh, I'd be willing to put money on it, which I'm scared to talk about gambling after all this transpired. Oh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Especially, yeah, we can't even talk about the odds at the Kentucky Derby, and that particular event is a, is a story we'll go into later on with another yeah. segment. But uh, Hartman gets Buckner to Alabama. We'll see what happens. Um, and, again, it's kind of the same situation uh, at Auburn. I like the guys that have been on campus for a couple of years, um, you know, with Milrow and Ty Simpson. Uh, I want one of those guys to be the starter. But, again, would they have brought him in? Would they, he had come in if he weren't going to get significant playing time. I think the real thread here is Tommy Reese, though. Um, because he know, I mean, he comes in an experienced quarterback and also an experienced quarterback in a system that he's very familiar with. That's why I think you got to give him the edge. Um, hey, let's talk a little bit more baseball on the other side of this break. I'm communicating with uh, Robbie Glenn, who played baseball at Alabama some 30 years ago, and I believe he's going to join us on our uh, 
on Big News Sports here in just a minute. But right now, let's get the break. It's Christian, it's Matt, Joe, thank you. Oh, and Aiden, I think, is in the studio as well, putting Big News Sports together on this overcast, but pretty pleasant Monday afternoon. From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Goodfeet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. This is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Weather brought to point nine, Tuscaloosa weather. A warm, humid afternoon, the chance of a few scattered showers or thunderstorms through the evening hours. Behind today, 84, tonight's low 65. Tomorrow, another warm day, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and storms around. The high 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 78 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Back on Big Noon Sports. Brought to you by Haley Sampson Union Home Mortgage. You'll hear her as throughout the show. Follow the digits and uh, let her help you out. Um, joining us now, he was with us last week uh, when I guess we, Robbie was in the middle of all the Coach Bo stuff. Uh, a lot has happened, uh, but a lot has happened on the diamond first. Uh, I, let's let me see here, Robbie. Let's get the I guess the unfortunate part of this topic. Uh, let's talk about that real quick, but then more baseball. Um, how do you think, having been in a, a lot of dugouts in the Alabama dugout? How does, from a player's perspective, how do they handle something like this when their coach is literally, it looks like he's caught on all fronts, video, audio, and, um, you know, gambling and gambling on the other team? What's a player think about this, Robbie? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Matt, how you doing, Christian? Um, You know, I've never really been in that position where I had a coach do that, so I don't know. I can only imagine what they were doing, but – like me being a player, betting on us to lose is the one that hit hit me the hardest. 
So, you know, you're out there playing your hardest, you're working in practice, and you're trying to beat the number one team in the country, and then he's put you in positions to lose, however that was, pitching changes or what. So it, it hits hard, but you saw how they regrouped, you know. Christian knows football, baseball, bat, you get in that locker room, and that's your family and your brothers, and you block out all that outside noise and step onto the lights, onto that field, and you play ball. And they they did. That that Thursday night, that was a blood whooping on Vandy, and that, that was just fun to watch because they played hard. And so that was good to see. Yeah, no, I agree with you exactly about you know, just regrouping, and then once the lights are on, you know, it's time to go to work. You know, you got to block out those external factors because you and I both know, I mean, um, even if you don't have uh, something controversial like this going on, everybody's got something going on, whether it be personal, uh, something with their family, um, but being able to play the sport that you've been playing for years typically is a chance for you to kind of tune all that out. So, yeah, I, I agree with you on that, and, and I'm, I'm actually impressed with how well they, they did that. And, and speaking on that, um, and did you notice them doing anything different this series in terms of their play? Um, or did you just think this is something that they've been capable of? They just got to uh, do it more consistently. No, I, I, this is the team I really thought would be all year. You know, you know, they've only they got 30, what, 31 wins, 32 wins. That's a strong year against the SEC right now. Um, they're playing like I thought they would. And then, you know, turn around Saturday or Friday – and Bandy showed what they're of. I mean, that, that's why they're so good. They threw that ace out there. That guy was, he was fun to watch pitch. And, you know, Bama was battling, lost four to one, but that guy was, he was on, he was on point with all his pitches. And then they come back, started another pitching duel, or, yeah, and uh, win two to one. Again, big first baseman hits a, hits a bomb. I, I love watching him play. And, uh, Drew Williamson. But, uh, yeah, this team's capable of, I want to see how they play tomorrow. Uh, in a neutral side over there. That's always fun to go to Montgomery and play, play in Troy, and then get ready to travel to Texas A&M. I, I want to see if they can take two out of three or sweep them. That'd be great. And that's a real possibility. A&M's kind of down this year, aren't they? They're, they're down, but did you see the scores they put up? Uh, them and yeah. Ole Miss both, did they finish with? They put a lot of runs on the board. So, yeah, they're down, but they're still SEC talent. You know, like in football, I mean, they, they got some – they got some guys that can line up and play. So it ain't going to be just walk in there and think you're going to take three. You're going to have to work. And I think Bama's going to do it. Well, um, A&M has the advantage of being at home, too. So uh, we'll see how, how all that works out. Uh, Robbie, I hadn't looked into my crystal ball here, but what what is Alabama – what's the best-case scenario for Alabama concerning the SEC tournament? Uh, I mean, right now they they're what third in the in the West, and I mean they're they're in. I think they'll if they get a good draw, you know, I, I think they'll be fine. They got enough arms. They win a couple games in the SEC or do even better, get them a good uh, regional, and I just want to see where they go. I mean, if they're a number four seed somewhere, they're going to whoop some one seed. I feel sorry for that one seed. I'm sorry. I, I think Bama can beat anybody in the in the nation. I mean, that's, that's proven. Um, so, I'm interested to see where they go. I'm ready for the SEC tournament. Robbie, who is, uh, you know, one guy that you would list as 
um, needing to play, you know, that they need to rely on for them to, to make it far in this tournament. Who is the impact player for them that you feel like when he's playing at his best, um, they, it gives them their best chances to be successful? Uh, well, besides the obvious, like, uh, right builder, um, sorry, draw names, but, uh, Andrew, uh, picking besides him, I mean, he's, he's, look what he did Thursday night with that, that bomb to get him going. Uh, right fielder Drew needs to stay consistent like he is, but I really like the leadoff. He gets them going. Jim Jarvis, if he gets on and gets hot, gets them started right away, all the bats come in and then they get the freshman third baseman. He's in a little bit of a little slump right now, but that happens. If he comes out of that, but it all, I think it all starts with their leadoff. Jarvis, he gets them fired up and gets on base. Those guys will drive them in. They got too many good bats in that lineup. And then the pitching staff keep doing what they're doing. No walk. They don't walk many people. You're not going to lose games like that. Those free walks will just drive you nuts. Robbie Glenn, former Alabama Tide baseball player, is our guest. All right, here's the toughest question you're going to get all day. I, I know you just came out of some big-time meetings, but who's the best team in the SEC? You got LSU, Arkansas, Vandy, South Carolina, Florida, all – I'm reading this right. That's five of the top seven in the nation. I don't know if I've ever seen the conference, and it's been loaded a lot. I don't ever think I've seen it this loaded, Robbie. Yeah, like I said, uh, you're asking if Bama, you know, are they this what they do? They are that good a team, but look at the SEC. Just loaded, like you said, with all those rankings. You know, all those teams have a chance to win it. I, I say all those teams are really, really good at home. Look what LSU just did at Auburn. You know, lost two out of three, didn't they? Like, on the road's a different thing. So you get these teams in a neutral site, like the Hoover Met, even though that's more of a Bama. Uh, LSU's arms and hitters. Uh, I, Tennessee's tough right now. I hate to play Tennessee right now. I think they're they're doing opposite what they did last year. Kind of just went through the part, first part of the season, and now they're getting hot and beating everybody. So I, I would hate to play Tennessee right now, I think. Robbie, what are your thoughts on Dylan Cruz, uh, the outfielder from, from LSU? A lot of people have him regarded as the uh, best player in the nation. Have you had a chance to watch him? And if so, what are your thoughts on him? Oh, I, you know, I watched him against Bama, and I did, you know, pull up a couple little stats. Man, that guy's got a swing, doesn't he? And, uh, I mean, he's hitting for average, hitting home runs, plays hard. Uh, transferred in from where? Out in California, didn't he? Um, yeah, the guy can play. He, I, he's what leading every every category almost in the uh, SEC and the nation. So yeah, yeah, yeah he's going to be a first round pick for sure. And then that pitcher that they have for LSU too. I mean, that hitting a hundred, hundred one every pitch, and they come back with a ninety one mile an hour changeup. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's actually just really not fair, Robbie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I tell you what, um, I was listening to the game on Saturday, and Cruz can field his position, too, can't he? Oh, I mean, center field, I mean, yeah, he's got some wheels, and his reaction time is everything. You know, you can't teach some of that stuff. Some guys just know how to read it off the bat, and he he makes it look easy out there. So so is our center fielder. I I like the way he plays. For him to move Andrew over to right, I mean, we have a strong outfield. And I like our left fielder. He made some catches. Uh, Guy that transferred in from uh, Harvard or wherever. Yeah, I can't. I mean, yeah, he made some catches against the fence. Tommy Seidel.
Yeah, sign like that. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have so many names running through, but yeah, I, I love the way they play. Hey, uh, Christian, before you went to we leave leave. Thursday, right? Christian, do you have a final yeah, follow up? Oh, uh, no, I'm, I'm good. I'll let you go ahead, oh. Matt. All right. I just know <laughs> I want to make sure that uh, Robbie gets a chance to talk about Skyler. And we've got like a minute here. So could you quickly tell us uh, his status right now and the cause for this wonderful golf tournament and uh, the details on how people can find out information? I don't think you have any slots left. No, we actually just picked up eight more uh, sponsors this weekend for the striker strong tournament and it's not even till uh that, that friday september 22nd before we play old miss at home um but yeah you can go on any uh web page or facebook and type in striker strong and you'll he'll pull up he's got his web page and his, and his uh facebook page a lot of people follow and i have to update and post he gets a lot of prayers from everywhere from germany to bethlehem to all over the united states and people want to pray for him uh He's been fighting for four years with this anoxic brain injury that he suffered after a seizure. And, you know, he's dependent on us completely, but he still smiles every morning. And he's fighting, so we're fighting for him and raising money for these golf tournaments for other kids with injuries, uh, brain injuries, and also with his rare syndrome, TBRS. So log into Striker Strong or follow y'all's radio show, and we'll update as we go. And anyone who wants to play or come out and be a sponsor of any kind, just come. We we accept everybody. Hey, it's fun to just come turn out and watch everybody play and goof around. There are a lot of celebrities there, too. All right, Robbie, thank you. Uh, prayers to Stryker. Thank you, you Matt. You thank you, Matt. Chris, Thanks, Robbie. Y'all have a good day. All right. Birmingham Stallions, yet another come-from-behind victory and uh, an electric finish. Deion Kane. Is he head of the NFL as a return man, if not anything else? You're listening to Big Noon Sports. From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Where will you? Home base in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. You're gear. What's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Score! 
big new sports and culture fish Lars is, uh, as we say in the business, on assignment, but we've got Aiden and Joe and all of our crew at Tide 100.9 there in Tuscaloosa. Thanks for listening. Also, I want to remind you, this show is being presented by Haley Sansing Unit Home Mortgage. And um, also that you can uh, pretty much dial us up. All you got to do is just, you know, download our website and you hit listen. So that's every bit as good as an app, except minus a, or plus a click, I guess. But uh, you can go to our website at BigNoonSports.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at BigNoonSports. Christian, I was, uh, man, I was a busy guy, especially for me yesterday. But I did manage to get home in time to watch the last half, mostly the fourth quarter of the Stallions game. Just uh, from my vantage point, I, I was able to catch a few plays here and there, but Birmingham was not playing very well, and Pittsburgh came in at one and two. It was a road game. They had to go to Canton, which is the pod, the home of Pittsburgh, but it uh, didn't look really good uh, at halftime, but managed to take a lead there. But, uh they got a late kick return, and i got to tell you, Deion Kane, don't know a whole lot about him, but it's two straight weeks he's returned a kickoff. Uh, were you able to see any of the game? I was not, Matt. Uh, I was not able to see any of it, but um, Deion Kane, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, from Clemson. He played his college ball at Clemson. Uh, I think I played against him in college, actually. Um, I, think he's, I think he's actually around my age, but... I wouldn't be surprised if he gets an NFL shot after this. I know he did. I think he, yeah, he played in the league because he, uh, yeah, he was, uh, I'm looking at it now. He was in the league from 2018 to just recently a uh, member of the Eagles up to 2022. Um, so maybe he'll get another shot uh, and head back to the, the NFL. Um, but yeah, take him to the house two weeks in a row. That's not yeah. going to go unnoticed. Um, I'll give the entire the other 10 guys that were on the field credit, there was some, there was a great seal block that, that broke him loose. It was just, you know, coaches, it's the kind of block that coaches are jumping up and down the film room the next day. And they play it back and forth over and over. Did y'all ever do that when somebody just had a bingo play? Did you, did you go back and forth and back and forth and watch it in the film room? Oh yeah. I mean, there's sometimes, yeah, there's a guy does something, um, extraordinary or something that, you know what I mean, really set somebody up and everybody's fired up watching it. I would, yeah, it, it's not very often. <laughs> um, but sometimes, yeah, when we're in there having fun and typically, yeah, special teams is really when they like to, to really make light of it. Um, just because, you know, that it, it gets everybody a little more excited. You know, special teams sometimes is something that guys aren't necessarily looking forward to, but when you kind of make it more fun, and you highlight somebody doing something, you know, like a big play or a big block, um, kind of gets everybody else enthusiastic and kind of gets them going as well. Yeah, it's cool to see. And then Alex Magoo, who, you know, he had that record-setting weekend three, two weeks ago, two weekends ago, I guess technically, where he threw, was accounted for five touchdowns, three through the air, one on the ground. It's player of the week. And you're thinking, all right, Jamar's down. Stallion's going to pick it up now here with Alex. And then last week he was just – and we've had him on the show. He's a great guy, but he was just not very good. Um, and then yesterday he was not good in the second half, but Magoo opened up in the second half. And we will have to go back and look it up because it's uh, 
something you need to see. But in the second half, when they desperately needed a touchdown, he pulled a Bryce Young. You remember that play in the Texas game? Uh, in fact, we may have been watching it 25-12, uh, 12-25. But he ran this way, ran this way. And he did another game against Auburn, and he literally – Went sideline to sideline like twice. Magoo did that yesterday and completed the touchdown pass, and it was just a thing of beauty. So uh, good for the Stallions. They do come from behind. They win it by a score of 24-20 to thanks to the play of Magoo and Kane's kickoff return, which uh, was 90-plus yards. It was absolutely beautiful. So Birmingham's how many, how many games? Oh, go ahead. I was, I was going to ask you, how many games do they have left? Because the XFL – did they finish their season? I, I saw AJ yeah. McCarron was named uh, league MVP, I think. So are they done? So the XFL is finished, right? No, what they've done, and, and I'm piecing this together because obviously I keep up a little bit more with the USFL. But the season ended, I think, last weekend. And for whatever reason, I guess like the Super, you know, the Super Bowl sometimes skips a week or takes an extra week off before the actual game. I think that's what they've done here and the XFL will resume play this coming weekend on the playoffs. So I think that's the way it is. Now, you ask a good question about the USFL schedule. Might have to look it up here real quick. But I think they play 10 weeks, right? Or 10 games. Probably something around that. I was just was curious because I know people were kind of talking about, you know, AJ being named MVP and a lot of guys receiving uh, tryouts. A lot of XFL players have been getting a lot of uh, tryouts and opportunities with NFL teams. So I just was trying to understand. I'm like, are they finished playing already? And I was like, it seemed like that would have flown by quick. And the guys that have received those tryouts, I need to just look this up. Are, are those guys leaving the XFL early to, to you know, uh, pursue those opportunities? Or is that awaiting them after the XFL season? I just was kind of curious how all that was going to work. Christian, I don't mean to jump in and interrupt for you, but your answer is the XFL championship game is this coming Saturday, May 13th at 8 o'clock. It'll be the Arlington Renegades against the D.C. Defenders. Oh, see, Joe, this is we, you, you just do it all, man. You're, you're the best. He's Joe's the, the man best. Dad. He really is. <laughs> Joe, Joe is like my lifeline. Uh, what was that? Who wants to be a millionaire? What's that show? Oh, yeah. That, you know, your phone, yeah. <laughs> he's your phone a friend. You got a phone. Oh, yeah. yeah. If I had a phone, I'm phoning Joe every time, man. Joe is <laughs> quick, precise. It's, all right, so, Joe, could, could, did, is there any way? Do you have the answer? And if not, no big deal. To the other question, the guys from the XFL that they were, you know, they tweeted out and were putting it out, they received NFL opportunities. Um, so, basically, is it? Oh, no, you just said the championship games this weekend. So if they're not playing that game, I'm assuming they're already uh, on the 90-man roster or whatever. Maybe those were minicamp invites. I have to look that up because I know sometimes uh, for like rookie minicamp, the NFL will invite guys to attend that, and it's almost like a tryout for them. So maybe majority of those guys in that list were uh, given opportunities like that. Regardless, all you need is a chance, and if you go in and you prove yourself, I mean, I've seen guys signed after mini camp now. It's so obviously not a ton of guys. I mean, because I don't know how many people are attending rookie mini camp, but um, I've seen maybe you know three at the most, four or five guys signed after attending. Um, so not a whole 
lot uh, of guys being signed from those opportunities, but it's a chance. That's all you need. That's what they're looking for. But uh, if they make an NFL roster, Christian, what does that do to your body if you play 10 professional games and then maybe at the end of the year you pick up and play another 12? Good grief, that's got to be brutal. Yeah, Matt, it, it would be tough. Um, good news is right now they'd be an OTA, so there's not any pads involved. Um, at the most, they'll end up, you know, they'll have helmets and they'll be doing. Now, I will say, now our OTAs with the Panthers, man, we weren't wearing pads, but it was, you know, full speed. And it's technically not even supposed to be like this. The NFL PA puts in rules and, and, and regulations to where you're, it's not supposed to be. Um, so strenuous, but NFL clubs pretty much do that anyway. But anyway, so it was pretty tiresome, even though um, and, and was taxing on you, even though you weren't in full pads. But the good news is they'll go through that. Uh, then I think the last thing would be mandatory mini camp, which would be, man, sometime in June. And then uh, you'll have a few weeks off before you report training camp. So good news is, Matt, they get their NFL opportunity. And they'll have two and a half, three weeks or so before training camp, um, which, number one, flies by. Number two, you still need to be working out and getting in shape because training camp is obviously what matters most. <laughs> so that's the life of it. Look, if, if you want to play in the NFL, I mean, that's, that's part of the game. That's what it comes with. You know, you're always going to be gone. You're always got to be training. Um, that's part of it. Yeah. And as physically fit as you can possibly be, especially when you extend your season by another 10 or 12 games. So, and I'm, I'm just doing that by year. Obviously, if you made a roster, you'd play, what is it now, 17 games? I remember when they just played 12. All right. Um, yeah, 17. Golly, that's just, you know, you, you, you've spoken to that. Maybe we'll get into it later, but just as we go to the break, um, you know what you're getting into, uh, 17, and that's, you know, Christian, that may be what a college team plays now to win a national championship. That's hats off, helmets off to you guys, Christian, for being able to endure that physically. Um, when we get back, a couple other subjects to uh, touch on. For instance, uh, Madge. Did you hear about Madge over the weekend? Yeah. Pretty good story. You're listening to Big Noon Sports. Covering SEC sports like Kudzu on the roadside. This is Big Noon Sports. If car designs from our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. The universal truth of women's shoes. The cuter they are, the more they hurt. You have to put your best foot forward, and if your best foot is an ugly shoe, oh my goodness. Ann thought she had to choose between looking good and feeling good until she got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now I can wear the shoes that I've picked out because I like the way they look, not because they were comfortable. Good Feet relieved her pain and her fashion dilemma. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. 
Have you ever? This is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa, located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world-class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A warm, humid afternoon, the chance of a few scattered showers or thunderstorms through the evening hours. The high today, 84. Tonight's low, 65. Tomorrow, another warm day, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and storms around. The high, 85. I'm James Spam on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 79 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Christian and Matt, Lars on assignment. The show is being presented by Haley Sansing Union Home Mortgage. I always, in my years of life, have tried to get in front of a television set on a late Saturday afternoon to watch the Derby. Uh, when they say the Kentucky Derby is the greatest two minutes of sports, I don't think they're far off. Uh, I mean, first of all, good grief. They have more pre-races and more TV time before the Kentucky Derby than they do from, from the Super Bowl. Well, not, not really, but it is long. And Madge was a 15 of one, ended up winning the race. And I don't know if you saw it or not. You can comment on that. But, but the other part of this is uh, over the Derby week last uh, in Lexington, seven horses died. And that just overshadows everything it brings me to a lot of questions, but um, and you lived in South Carolina. It doesn't mean you, you were really all that close to Lexington. Did you ever go to the Derby? No, I've never been. I, I just see you know guys I know um, that are in the league that that attend it, and uh, they look like they have a great time. And obviously, a lot of celebrities like to go. Um, I think they're there for the experience, not so much necessarily the race. But yeah, uh, um, no, nah, we we had a. a at a race that we had back home, like the Palmetto something, I think. I can't remember the name of it, but same, similar kind of, you know, attire and all that. But no, I've never been to the Derby. It does look fun, though. I didn't I didn't watch it. Um, I, I should have, but I'll be honest. I don't know if I was the baseball game or what. I just, I forgot that it was going on. Um, but no, I, 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 it's crazy, though, how much goes into it, though, just for two minutes. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of curious. So I, I did hear the stories about the the unfortunate deaths of those horses. I'm just trying to figure out is it from like overtraining or, or like are they, are they supplementing some? Like what did did they did they offer any information on that, Matt? Or not not so far. And not, let me tell you, even when one dies, uh, you know, there's cause for concern, and there will be an investigation. But when you have seven. And two of them c- come from the same farm. Um, I talked with uh, somebody that knows horses yesterday, in fact. And they said what sometimes happens, and, and th- this is sad and it's speculation. I certainly don't know this to be a fact. Neither did that, per- that person. 
However, you know, they're always Christian, just like, um, you know, the hormone uh, pills and the steroids that athletes are always trying to just get a little bit more of an edge. From what I understand, they can do this with uh, certain medications with horses, but you can't push the limit. And occasionally they do push the limit or they try a combination of something that doesn't work at all. And all of this is uh, at the sake of the horse. And that's just criminal. It really, I mean, truly, it's criminal. But that's a possibility is what happened. They're just trying to yeah. find another gallop, so to speak. Yeah, and I'm I'm reading here that four of the seven horses were euthanized after sustaining injuries, which, you know, uh, man. It's a lot. Of- yeah, right. And I'm like, what kind of injuries um, are so severe that translate to being euthanized? I just, I mean, especially I'm thinking in my head, too. I mean, you know how much horses cost. Imagine these horses that are uh, being prepped to race in the Derby. I mean, gosh, Lee, man, that's just a lot. It's a lot of money. Um, obviously, the, the, the horses come first, but I'm just thinking even so, like, these people are just quick to euthanize it. I guess they have no choice, but I'm like, man, got a poor horse, get all this money and put all this time and effort. And I'm like, I wonder how it feels to have to put that down right before the race. I mean, over an injury. I mean, man, I don't know. Maybe they need to go back to the drawing board and, and take a look at how they're, they're, they're prepping or training because I just don't understand. I mean, I think one said it broke its neck before the race. Uh, which led him to be euthanized. Wow. Um, How does that happen? One says a horse appeared to be fixated on the lights at a nearby DJ booth prior to turning over. Um, So it's some very weird stuff. I I would like to see some investigation results because that just, uh, I just, I don't know, Matt. It just doesn't really sound right to me. I mean, one should be, you know, certainly investigated, but seven has to be. And I don't know if they're euthanized, but if they still test them, but they should. I mean, they should at least do blood work on them, find out what kind of drugs legally were in the uh, horse's system. But um, getting back to what you were just talking about, the celebrities, I, I think one of the big-time celebrities, because I saw him on NBC, Emmett Smith was there. Did you see that? Man, he was looking dapper. But <laughs> he was... Uh, you know who likes to go is Marlon Humphrey. He's been going really? the past yeah the past several years. He's gone. I don't I don't know if I saw him go this year, but I know the, the past several years that he's attended. Uh, he always posts pictures of his attire and stuff, and it's always kind of funny to see the different uh, selections these guys make when they when they attend it. Uh, but I want to say I think Rashawn Evans might have been there. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it, it's starting to feel like it's a popular thing for former Bama guys to go to to the Derby. Uh, it's I like to go. Lars has never been. You've never been. So I'm thinking maybe we just said road trip, road trip. Who was it you just said? Marlon Hump. Uh, what a great guy. Yeah. I guess did, y'all lapped up. You played with him, didn't you? Yeah, we were in the same uh, recruiting class. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know him pretty well, but I know his daddy real well. And I don't know if you remember him as a running back at Alabama. I'm not sure you were even, you weren't even born yet. How could you remember? <laughs> but um, 
he was as good a running back as you'd ever see. And if he had not broke his, broke his foot uh, and could have finished his senior year, he'd probably still hold all the running back records. But uh, he's a really good, good man. I don't know if he's a derby guy. I'll have to call Bobby and ask him. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I know, I know Marlon definitely is Marlon. But Marlon's Mr. Do-It-All. Uh, Marlon's one of those guys, I mean, you see him anywhere and everywhere. Um, you know, he's just got this – he exudes just this this confidence where, I mean, he's not afraid to try new things and just really get outside the box. That, that's Marlon for you. So <laughs> he, he's funny. Marlon actually played in uh, the celebrity golf classic that I played in uh, a couple weeks ago. Really? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to catch up with him then. Well, if he's not the best corner in the NFL, that list is very short, and he's being handsomely rewarded, and, and certainly with justification, because he he just signed a new contract like a year or so ago. It was pretty big. So good for Marlon, and hello to Bobby Humphrey as we continue. Another hour to go on Big Noon Sports. We are here for the achievers. Who are resilient. And won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches. Athletic trainers and mentors. Who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. The children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down. So she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part, it's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa, located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, ETA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Mizzenamain. And if you haven't tried the Mizzenamain dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.com. Shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, Luxury Game Day Apparel, Redefined. 
Did you know not washing your hands after using the bathroom can increase the spread of hepatitis A? Washing your hands with soap and water, as well as getting vaccinated, is the best way to protect yourself if you are at risk of getting hepatitis A. One dose of the hepatitis A vaccine provides long-lasting protection in up to 95% of those who receive it. For more information on the hepatitis A outbreak in our state, visit alabamapublichealth.gov forward slash IMM. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Public Health, the ABA, and this station. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Big Noon Sports with Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, and Christian Miller. This show is being presented by Union Home Mortgage. Matt Coulter along with Lars, Joe, and Aiden. Lars is actually taking the day off. He is on assignment. But uh, thank you for joining us on the show, Big Noon Sports. Chris and I will carry you through the next hour. Uh, in just a few minutes, we'll be joined by the one and only Steve Irvine, who's literally my ace out of the bullpen. Uh, but I wanted to talk about the Stallions with him because uh, they had a significant win just yesterday afternoon. And I guess in the uh, first time in the new USFL, they actually traveled. Uh, last year, all the games were in Birmingham, I think the first three of this year. But uh, they had to go to Canton, Ohio to play that one and ended up coming from behind, winning the game with Pittsburgh Maulers by a score of 24-20. to 20. Um, Hey, Christian, let's talk a little Alabama football. I'm just going to throw this really, really general question out. Is there a buzz? Uh, is it, what's the talk around Tuscaloosa? Or, for that matter, is there any? Uh, regarding who with Alabama? No, just all of Alabama football from spring don't go into the fall. Um, is the buzz all about quarterbacks? Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest, man. I don't really. <laughs> uh, I kind of when I'm when I'm off, man. I'm off. I'm kind of just doing other stuff. But uh, I haven't really talked to anybody about football, honestly. Um, you know, now is actually a downtime for them. Um, so. A lot of guys on staff are actually out of the office. Guys are on break. Uh, I know Jamie, my best friend, he's actually down uh, Mobile right now. He's got a golf tournament he's playing this week. Um, so yeah, I, I'll be honest. I, I don't. I don't really have any updates for you. Um, but yeah, you know, once you know, spring... if there are no updates, there are no updates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I was I felt bad because I'm like, well, I'm trying to think no, if I can I... give you some. I'm like, I just you know, once spring kind of ends, right after spring. Typically, it really slows down. I mean, they pretty much urge guys to kind of enjoy their break and then, you know, get out while they, you know, while they can go enjoy their families. Um, so I don't think we'll normally hear too much right now. But as we get closer to May and those guys getting ready to, not, not, you know, we're in May, but closer to the end of May when guys start uh, preparing to return, maybe we'll hear a little bit more. But yeah, man, right now, I think a lot of the attention is really just on Baseball, softball, um, and what those two uh, sports can do, you know, finishing up their regular seasons. What did you do? Fish? When you had time like this, is that what you did? Yeah, I, w- I definitely would do a lot of fishing. Uh, I'd go back home to South Carolina sometimes, uh, do some more fishing while I'm there. Um, I'd work out. Um, 
some and sometimes I really would just hang at home and you know just chill on my couch, play some video games because I mean it, it, again I never would be used to to uh, sitting on my couch you know midday you know typically I'd always be having to be in meetings or workouts or class. So some days, you know, I would kind of just take my time to get going and play a couple of video games here or there, then go work out. So you'd be surprised, man. Sometimes you just <laughs> you, you you realize the luxury of just sitting in your home, you know, and not really having any obligations. Sometimes it's not bad just to do that. <laughs> uh, man, I agree. And and I now live it for the most part. I love doing this show. But, um, you know, sometimes I just sit there with my remote control in the hand and don't move. Which, by the way, uh, yeah. as long as we're doing this, I'm going to steal from our fall show and do a little Christian's Corner. Uh, what video game do you like and I'm assuming are very good at? Well, it just depends. I kind of go through phases. But typically, uh, you know, sports games and then Call of Duty. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, Matt. But yeah, uh, Call of Duty, you know, it's like the, the shooting game. I guess I should not worry like that. That sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, that, that Call of Duty franchise has always been popular. Um, and I like racing games too, since I like cars. Uh, so typically, I kind of rotate between those kind of those first person. Uh, I hate even saying the word on here. Yeah, <laughs> Joe oh. says battle simulation. There you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Alabama, so not a lot of people are going to start throwing their arms up in the air. No, no, they uh, won't. You don't but I just make light of it, certainly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it, it's just with everything going on, it just it feels like even just saying that word, which it, it is. It, it's, I can't even really wrap my head around it. I mean, because you know, I think of it. You know, I'm, I'm a sportsman. I like to hunt. Um, I like to go to the range. Uh, I grew up playing games like Call of Duty and whatnot. And but now it seems like you know, in today's society, I mean, just just hearing that word, word, I just think of the unfortunate news stories, even the ones that I was hearing about over the this past weekend. It's, yeah. it's tragic. I hate to even go down that road, but yeah, very tragic and unfortunate. But yeah, Matt, those are typically bad at video games. Yeah, that's pretty much what I played. Did, did you ever play video games, or, or did yeah, you, 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 you know, might uh, you might play some now? <laughs> I do, uh, and people are gonna laugh. They're gonna pull over and say, "Man, that guy's old." But I play Wii. I have the golf Wii, and it's just a blast. Oh yeah, and I play it all. Oh the time. no, it is. Now, when I was younger, a lot younger, um, we have a lot of video games, and there are guys listening right now that will identify with. We used to play pinball, and we played it a lot. And a lot of people think that you're just hitting the flipper when the ball comes by. No, that's not it. There's a lot to controlling the ball, aiming your shot, scoring at the right target. Have you played? Absolutely. It's funny you brought that up. I I have a good friend who has like a big party barn. Um, And in there, he has like some games, you know, obviously pool table and uh, foosball, those things. But he also has like those classic pinball machines. He's got two of them. One is a Ghostbusters edition which is so cool. And uh, gosh, the other one is, oh, Kiss, the band. It's now, Kiss that things. was a good game. That yeah. Was yeah, he's got both of those classic, like they're, they're the like the authentic classic pinball machines. You know, but he has override where you don't have to put the coin in. But when I tell you I could sit there and play those things for hours, Matt, 
Man, and and you're right. There's so much more that goes into it than just you know smashing the buttons and, and flipping the paddles. Um, like trying to aim for you know the bonuses. You know, trying to you got to get it in a certain slot. You know, two three times in a row to unlock the multi ball set. Like, hey, man, <laughs> hey, you, do, you have played a lot. Oh, dude! I'm, when I tell you, I I got into it. Uh, it was a couple years ago when I was over there a lot, and uh, yeah, man, I could not stop. So yeah, I became, uh, you know, I wouldn't say an expert on it, but I mean, I at least those two machines. I'm I know the ins and outs. I know all the combos. It's <laughs> it's actually funny, but so I can see exactly why you're so big into it. I loved it. Hey, my grandson, um, like. Within the last couple of years, they, in fact, his parents, my daughter and son-in-law had to, you know, do the pullback on it because he was just like addicted to Fortnite. Um, did you ever play that? Yeah. yeah so um, that's actually really popular still. And uh, you, you'd be surprised. There's a lot of athletes that actually that play Fortnite. And I even know in college, I remember when it first came out, me and my teammates used to play a lot. And, uh, yeah, to this day, I, I, I still play here and there. Um, it's, it's changed a little bit, but yeah, no, Fortnite is definitely one of those games. And then they, you know, you know, where they get you, Matt. So it's, it's free to play. It doesn't cost to, to get the game, but they, what they do nowadays is they have all these in-game downloads. And I don't know if you've paid close attention to Fortnite, but <laughs> like you can, they call it character skins was basically characters and dances. And they up they update it like every day on their on the in game store, and so it's it's so easy to fall in the trap of of wanting to just put money into it because like sometimes they'll have NFL skins like I I got a a, a Panther skin, and you can change the number so I it's almost like I'm playing with my Panthers uh, character on there. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other skins that are, that are just fine. There's like a LeBron James skin on there. Like right now with Star Wars, with you know the May the Fourth, there's a bunch of Star Wars skins on there. Yeah. The characters. <laughs> so yeah, that that's uh, one of the traps you got to watch out for on Fortnite. It's way too easy to go start spending way more money <laughs> than you need to on a game like that. I think that may have been why Logan got a pullback from my daughter. Oh. Um, <laughs> You know, I will say real quick, uh, speaking of games, and I'm going to, you know, tailor it towards sports. Something cool that we used to do in the, and I thought of this because I think Joe had mentioned uh, about the Oculus, which is basically uh, the virtual reality set. Um, so basically, to answer what he was asking, because some people use it to, to train, we actually used to use virtual reality headsets in the training room of, of Alabama uh, for rehab and prehab. Um, exercises and uh, it's actually pretty cool they, they had a, a vr set back when vr was first getting popular and there was all type of games all, all types of games that you could play on there um and just would help you you know uh work on your mobility your balance uh for example you put the vr headset on a uh, vr standard for virtual reality you put the headset on and you'd stand on like a like a one of those foam pads those balance pads right and then you'd have to to play it like a game while bouncing on like one foot. And uh, there's like several different games on there. Um, but then there's things that, they, that you could play to, to work on your reaction time. Um, it was really neat. Um, but I say that to, to basically say it's interesting how video games even made their way into to sports in, in that capacity. 
and not to mention nowadays with streaming, you, you just see a lot of athletes in their free time. They love video games. And what they yeah. do is they, they stream these video games. I even saw Tyreek Hill um, come out and say that when he's done playing football, he loves video games so much like that. He wants that to be his next career is basically playing competitive video games and starting either a team or a league uh, to play competitively. Uh, so it's interesting to see how how sports, how sports and video games have started to overlap. You know, uh, back in the day, uh, a lot of professional athletes, you, your dad might have been in this group. Uh, during the day, they would watch soap operas and they would just know they could tell you everything about General Hospital. I know that seems hard to believe now, but it was true. Charles Barkley was one of them. He used to talk about it all the time. Hey, Joe, as we roll a break, what's your video game of choice? Uh, right now, I've been uh, really burning up uh, the 2K21 PGA Tour 2K series, so just playing golf simulators. Yeah, that's my favorite these days. Hey, when we get back, let's talk some more stallions with Steve Irvine. We'll dip into UAB as well. You're listening to Big Noon Sports. Presented by Haley Sansing, Union Home Mortgage. The best sports talk in Alabama. This is Big Noon Sports. Securing the best mortgage possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. The children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down. So she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part, it's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa, located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world-class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A warm, humid afternoon, the chance of a few scattered showers or thunderstorms through the evening hours. The high today, 84, tonight's low 65. Tomorrow, another warm day, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and storms around. The high, 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 82 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Steve Irvine is on hold. I'm sure he's probably finished up. We got another story, so we'll get to him in just a minute. Um, 
I know you you love cars and you keep up with racing, but they had a little dust up after the race in Kansas, and uh, they threw hands uh, at the end yeah. of the race there. Do you see any of that? It's Ross Chastain and Noah Gregson. Uh, I did. I, I didn't know who was who, Matt. I just know uh, the one guy grabbed the other guy, yeah. and the other guy had a clean right hook connect. Yes, uh, he did. <laughs> so he might he might be uh, doing some boxing in his spare time, Matt, because that, that was a that was a smooth punch. Yeah, that guy's Ross Chastain. Neither one of these guys are known for their diplomacy on the track, especially recently. Ross Chastain has hired every driver out there for being overly aggressive, and he is. But any if anybody is going to try and meet his match, so to speak, um, it would be Gregson. Because uh, he's a very emotional, hot-tempered guy. And you know what? Uh, NASCAR used to have this, and they get between the haulers, you know, the trucks, and they they duke it out. Uh, but I read a lot of posts yesterday. I said, you know, the officials and the other crew members need to be a little slower to separate them. Let them go at it a little bit. Is that a bad, is that a bad view from my standpoint, Christian? Well, well, I mean, I think a lot of the reason people go and watch hockey games are for the fight. So I, I don't think you're, you're wrong. My question to you is, because you, you probably have more knowledge on this, what's the penalty uh, that these drivers face um, for for fighting like that, if there is one? Uh, there are, um, and they're a lot more strict about it now than they used to be because you know, you're concerned about a certain amount of imaging, too. Uh, you don't want to promote violence, but, I mean, they, they – they crash violently, and when you feel like somebody's wrecked you, you're going to react. Um, but the fines are dependent on the severity, what caused it, um, and then it's every Tuesday morning, if there's anything to be assessed from the past weekend, NASCAR sends this all out. So I'll, I'll tell you this, then we're going to Steve Irvine. Um, I'll bet they don't do anything. I'll, I'll bet they just kind of let it go and let it make all the Twitter feeds and people go, hey, they're dusting it up in NASCAR again. Steve Irvine is going to join us. We'll talk a little bit Birmingham Stallions. Steve, life good for you. Thanks, good. Hey, before we get started, uh, that just reminded me, I, I, I've been meaning to tell you, you guys need to have Joe Webb on, uh, speaking of boxing, you guys need to have Joe Webb on your uh on your show, you know, I don't know if you know, but Joe is uh, Joe is taking up boxing, and, really? uh, and he's going to turn pro. Uh, he's been he's been an amateur, uh, and I'm, I'm getting I'm going to have a story on it fairly soon. I've already talked to him; I just haven't put it together. But he's uh, I think probably this summer he's going to turn pro, working with a guy that's um, out of Hoover that uh, used to work with uh, Deontay Wilder and uh, Joe's uh, Joe's. He's pretty good now. He's, he's a great he's athlete. He is he's a, a great, great athlete. Yeah, um, yeah, and I, th- I think the reason he's good already, you know, it was good as an amateur, is because Joe has no, he has no ego. You know, I mean, if you tell him, if you know, he he really responds to coaching, and you know, uh, goes in there and and will work with anybody and listen to anybody, and I'm telling you, the the, the guy's gonna be pretty good. Well, hey, Christian. I get. Did he was he already gone from Carolina when you got drafted? Joe yeah, Webb. yeah, he was gone. But I, I've gotten to. I think I've worked a couple of football camps with him um, a couple of times. Talking about the quarterback, right? 
Yeah, yeah he played 11 years in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I've got, I got to uh, work. Uh, Mario Addison, who was my teammate in Carolina, his football camp uh, was held in Birmingham, and I think Joe uh, attended it regularly. So I, I, I met him out there. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it doesn't surprise me that, that somebody like him would end up being a, a solid boxer. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw this, but you know, Adrian Peterson and uh, Le'Veon Bell actually fought in a boxing match not too long ago. And uh, yeah. Le'Veon Bell knocked Adrian Peterson out, and he's still boxing as of now. Now, granted, he's doing more of the celebrity boxing route, um, but you know, I, I think some some of these guys probably would make uh, good boxers. So I, I'm I'm curious to see how Joe does. Well, you know, I, yet, Le'Veon, I believe Le'Veon Bell just just beat. I know he fought recently. I think he fought a, a professional fighter. I mean, I think he's got he's a, he's a guy who's. Who's really serious about it? I think he beat a professional fighter just just recently, so you know uh, it, he's pretty impressive. You know, just looking at it before the fight, I would have figured Adrian Peterson would have won that bout. I don't know; he just seems like a tougher guy. Maybe. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, Matt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and just uh, oh, you guys both have, have to help me. He played linebacker at Alabama before Christian got there. He went on. I think he's still competing in mixed martial arts. Yeah, that's Eric him. Anders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's done really yeah, well. Done. You know, he, he he's still fighting. I think he has. He just re-signed uh, or signed a new contract. I think last year for three more fights. I believe. I think he was down to a fight or two left on his contract, and they extended him for. I think it was three more fights. It might have been five more fights, but uh, he's done real well. All right. Uh, Let's get to what we actually called to talk about. Stallions, uh, big win, did not play well early, uh, played well late. Is that just the mantra for this team? I'm not just talking about 23. I'm talking about 22. Uh, they seem to adjust and then find a way to win. Yeah, that's exactly what they do. I mean, just whatever, whatever it takes. I mean, you look at last night, you know, I would say that Alex Magoo, had uh, had didn't have a very good night overall. You know, threw a couple interceptions. I think one of them was receivers uh, issue, and the other one he just he he missed an open beyond Kane. But you know, he didn't have a very good night. But he ends up making two of the biggest plays of the game. You know, he scores at the very end of the first half on a a little scramble on the very last play of the first half to give him a lead at halftime, and then makes a incredible scramble type play to uh, you know it's kind of like the Johnny Manziel thing. I mean, I, I counted it. With uh, when he took the snap from when he delivered the ball to uh, to Davion Davis in the back of the end zone on the touchdown, it was 16 seconds. Wow! Uh, and I don't know how the heck you're supposed to cover, you know. And uh, and it was it was funny too because he said after the game that uh, his his right tackle, he, the first guy he's he's kind of there's a guy coming behind him and and he makes this spin move where you where you wonder how he saw it. And what happened was the, the, the his tackle behind him did, no, did the old lookout block. You know, he yelled, hey, look out. And he just spun and, and fortunately spun the right way. But, you know, so he makes a couple plays like that that ends up, uh, you know, helping him win the game. And then they win the game on a, uh, you know, a kickoff return by Deion Kane again. You know, that's the second time in the second game in a row he's had a kickoff return. And they just find ways, man. And, and you know, play defense, you know, they were – they uh, three times in the red zone didn't give up a single touchdown in those times. They got field goals, but they didn't give up any touchdowns in the red zone. So just finding ways—that's just what they do. Steve, I, I have to tell you, 
Now, if he had 16 seconds to throw that football, <laughs> that defensive line is going to hear an earful from their coach probably today <laughs> or whenever they're meeting because there's no way quarterback should have 16 seconds no. to throw a football. No. Now, all, all credit to him for eluding and, and avoiding the pressure. I'm sure I didn't see the play, but it's, it sounds like he was – you know, doing some extraordinary things to to not be sacked, but 16 seconds, man. I mean, that's unheard of. And I'll be honest, that's the defense line's got to help that secondary. I mean, nobody can cover for 16 seconds. But I'll say this: um, uh, that I mean, that obviously it was a, a phenomenal play. I'm gonna have to go watch it. But my question is: um, I know there's a few games left for the Stallions, but from what you've seen so far, and I know they've had these come from behind victories, which is great. But do you feel at some point it's going to catch up to them, or do you still feel like at this trajectory you see them still having what it takes to win it all? Or do you think it's they just keep getting by and at some point it's going to catch up to them and they might not necessarily have what it takes to win it all this year? What are your thoughts? Well, I, I think, honestly, I think it could. You know, I think that's a good point. I think it could. But I think that's sort of what this league is about. I mean, I think when you have when you have franchises, or you know, this league's only two years old, so I think everybody's just kind of, trying to find ways to win and they've been successful at it. You know, even, even the in New Orleans, you know, New Orleans last night, uh, you know, they're the only undefeated team and, you know, they're the ones that beat the, the Stallions, you know, last week, even they kind of have a uh, sort of, you know, Hey, just find a way to win sort of thing. And so I think it's sort of a, a nature of a, of a new league, but, mm-hmm. uh, but it certainly could bite them. I mean, there, there's going to be games where there's going to be at some point where there's going to be, you know, a time where, uh, where, you know, where Magoo doesn't get out of the pressure like that or, 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 you know, they throw a key interception or, uh, you know, or, or they're not, you know, they've done a, they've done a pretty good job defensively of really good job of defensively in the red zone, but there's going to be a point where, you know, they fail in there and that's going to hurt them. So, uh, you know, where, where you're bending, you know, they do a lot of, you know, bend, but don't break type defense. Well, one day that's going to hurt them. So, so I think it could, but again, I think it's just sort of, the nature of a of, of a of a of a league of an early league of a young league because you just that's everybody just still trying to find their way. Our guest is Steve Irvine, who covers the Stallions. You would uh, back in the day call call you a beat writer, but um, give me the scoop on Bo. And I'll say this real quick because Christian Lars and I are big fans of Bo. I thought this league was cut for him when he was picked up last year. But he's out now. Is it? How's his knee, and what's his status with the stays and playing forward? Well, I mean, I, I think they they believe they're they're going to get him back at some point this season. Uh, you know, he, he um, I don't know what the exact injury, and I'm not sure. If, I don't think he's had surgery on it, but but they think they think he's going to at some point they'll get him back. It could be late in the season, and and honestly, I really thought that. Um, you know, healthy that, that this was going to be a huge year for him. I do think he fits this league really well, and and I expected him to be honestly the best running back in the league. You know, healthy, yeah. and unfortunately he didn't get through the first half healthy. You know, and 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 really it was kind of backing up a little bit coming in, but but uh, definitely didn't get through the first half of the first game healthy. And if they can get him back, I think he'll do big things. You know, uh, uh, now I don't know if he's the best running back in the league now after seeing West Hills of. Of, of the New Orleans, who I think, man, I, that kid, that guy's good now. But, but, but you know, I do think that that he could have a lot of success in this league if he, you know, if if he stays healthy. Steve, um, 
real quick before you go. Do you feel that like we saw last year a lot of guys that played in this league earned NFL opportunities? Do you feel that that's going to be the case again this year? And if so, uh, is there one or two guys that that just stick out to you that you think, hey, this guy deserves an opportunity in the NFL and is more than likely going to get one? Well, yeah, I think they're going to be more, you know, and I think Wes Hills, who you talk about a lot, I think he's, he's a guy. I think a guy who I think is, is, is showing himself in this league that, that might get another chance is Reuben, Reuben Foster. You know, I mean, I think his, he yeah. was hurt last night now. He didn't get a chance to play last night. He, he's, uh, I think he tweaked his knee. I don't think it's bad, but he wasn't able to play this week, but you know, he's, he's, he's got 10 tackles. I think he's averaging 10 tackles a game and he's really showing, you know, I think he's going to get another chance out of this, and I think that's that's great. I think that's what this league is about. Guy, you know, gives guys a chance to show, get some film, show people that hey, you know, maybe maybe I do deserve another chance, or maybe I do deserve a first chance. And you know, I think he's going to be. I think he'll get a chance, and hopefully, he'll end up being like a, a you know a, a poster person for this you know for this league where, where you look at okay, here's a guy who's you know had some some issues and and you know didn't have success and. Uh, you know, here's a second chance and, and gets a second chance and, and, and makes the most of it. So, you know, I hope that's what this league ends up uh, being. I hope there's a, several guys like that. Man, he is a defensive wrecking ball. Man, he is such oh, a God. good player. I mean, oh, Christian God. speak to that. It is crazy how sideline to sideline he is. Just crazy. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, there was, a, there was a play in the first game where he made a like a little quick hitch to to the outside there, and guy makes a tackle. And I thought it was a cornerback that made the tackle. You know, it just when he was out there so quick, and uh, you know, let's see the replay. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's Ruben Foster, and he had started inside. You know, it wasn't like he had he had drifted outside before the snap. He started inside and got out there. So it, he's really played well. All right, yeah. I'm let you go. But we have to ask you some very very important questions real quickly, okay? The gotcha. most important questions you're going to get all day. When gotcha. you were younger, or even today, did you play pinball? And do you have a video game that you play often? Uh, played a little pinball. Have never been a video game guy. Never, um, never, never got into it, and hopefully never will. Um, you got too many children running around, all that kind of stuff, <laughs> taking care of your household. So. <laughs> Hey, now they're they're big in the video games, unfortunately, but I'm not. Yeah, so are my grandchildren. Uh, great stuff, Steve. As always, thank you. We'll talk again probably next week. I appreciate Thanks, that. Thanks. Right, oh, what do we got left on our plate? Uh, let me look over here, and we'll find out when we come back. Uh, we didn't go into the derby too much, but. Uh, Big announcement concerning what many consider the greatest television show of all time. I'll bring that to you in a minute. This is the Big Noon Sports Network. In Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation. Across the United States. And from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers. Trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers. Who are resilient. And won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches. Athletic trainers and mentors. Who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. 
Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Mortgage Possible requires a lender who has knowledge, is trustworthy, and treats customers like family. And no one is better at all of this than the mortgage miracle worker, Haley Sansing. Based right here in Tuscaloosa, Haley Sansing has spent decades working in the mortgage industry. With Haley, it's personal, holding your hand from contract to close. With Haley, it's about one thing, you. Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. Hey, now, from our home base in Birmingham, Alabama, we are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. go back with the final few seconds here of Big Noon Sports on the afternoon. Uh, I know I've asked you this before, Christian, but I just claim old age. Uh, are you? Do you watch Yellowstone, the television series? Yeah, I do. I'll be honest. I was a little let down by this most recent season. Uh, this was kind of underwhelming, but uh, overall, it's a pretty good show. I, I do enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, well, you better enjoy it while you can. Evidently, this fall will be the last season. So, wow. Well, I wonder. I wonder what led them to that decision because I feel like it's been a pretty popular show over the past several years, and uh, a lot of people um, enjoy watching it. So, I'm I'm surprised. But I will say though, I mean, I was wondering how long they could drag the whole thing out, right? I mean, I mean, how how long and how far is John Dutton going to go just to fight over for this? <laughs> Are these developers trying to? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was wondering. I was like, all right, at some point, it is going to get a little repetitive. But I'm, I'm going to enjoy it while I can. <laughs> they say now the the writers and producers of this show that there will be an immediate spinoff, uh, and it will likely star Matthew McConaughey. I could see Matthew McConaughey really a similar. Um, I just don't know if you're ever going to recreate that spark, but this was in your infancy, but there was a show a long time ago on HBO called The Sopranos. And at that time, people called that the best series ever on television. But it, too, had to... Really? They do have to end, you know? You don't want to see them. You like the characters. You like the actors. You, you like the you know, you know, like the roles and the, and the themes of the... But, you know, I guess it's, uh, like they say, all good things got to come to an end. And I guess this uh, this will be the end of Yellowstone. So yeah, but uh, but yeah, it does. Uh, you know, you know what makes a good show, in my opinion, Matt, is the character development and the emotional attachment um, that they can, um, you know, get the the viewer uh, bought in with with their characters. Because I look at some of the best shows, in my opinion, 
the like Game of Thrones. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't. Oh I know a lot, man, I know a lot you of people have. Yeah, you've got to watch. That. I was one really? of the people that was late. To, yeah, I was late to the par- late to the party. Uh, I didn't watch it when it was originally airing, but I went back and watched it. And uh, when I tell you, it's just phenomenal in terms of the character development. Um, and then it, 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 you, need, you need to be very cautious with the, your emotional attachment to these characters because, I mean, as you probably heard, they're not afraid to remove any character. When I see, when I say any, I mean it doesn't matter if they are one of the main characters. Uh, no one is safe on that show. But I think that's also what makes it really good. Um, but man, yeah, no, I just, this got me thinking about all the shows I've watched. <laughs> I, I I I like a, I like a good TV series. That's more. I'm, I told you I'm not the best when it comes to movies and actors and knowing everything, but I will say I, I'm a big big TV series guy. Uh, I am too, and, and I think the extra platforms that we get now allow you to do what's commonly called binge watching. And I thought, man, that's got to be a yep. boring. Now I have been. I went back. I, I was late to party on Yellowstone. But I was so impressed. And yeah, honestly, you need to watch two or three before you really get addicted. But then I, I went back when Paramount would do these weekends. I'd watch four or five of them in a row. And then I'd find them oh, on yeah. Netflix and watch them. Um, and I've done that with another one. You ever seen Better Call Saul? Um, so I, I've I've started it. Yeah, but I, I, I what I'll tell you is Breaking Bad, the, the, yeah. the original uh, series, um, that Better Call Saul is a spinoff of, that was like my favorite show in high school. Couldn't stop watching it. So I, I recently started Better Call Saul, um, but I need to pick it back up. I haven't watched it in a while, but so, so you're saying it's a good one. Yeah, and, and it does exactly what you and I really like in these series, and that's what you said, character development. And, and they do that, and they're not afraid to lose anybody. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it's really good because it's irreverent, but it's funny. It's diabolical, and then it's, uh, you know, it has some morals to it, which uh, it, it, the writing is just incredible. And I hate to admit this, but I have never seen a full episode of Breaking Bad. Well, I told my son that. I thought he was going to pull the car over and beat me up. <laughs> well, I'm, if you like Better Call Saul, Matt, I can guarantee you will not be disappointed with Breaking Bad. Again, I haven't seen too much of Better Call Saul, but I'll tell you Breaking Bad is hands down one of the top three best TV shows or series I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, it's, it's it's just that good. I put put it up there with Game of Thrones. Those two, then, man, that third spot's kind of tough. How about Peaky Blinders? Have you seen that one? No. Tell oh, me. man. Yeah, man, it's it's kind of like about like the whole. Uh, it's like back in the day with say, like over maybe Britain, I think. You know these guys. They're kind of like a uh, a gang, so to speak. Um, they're like they're, they're gypsies, right? They're. Uh, I just have to watch it, but it's a family though. They 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 served in the war, so they they've got all these things going on. They go against these other, whether it's like these Italian mafia members and whatnot, uh, but. Man, just a, a really good show. That one's on Netflix. But uh, I'm spinning back to sports because <laughs> we're That's covering all, okay. all everything. Do you keep up with basketball at all? Do you watch any of yeah. the? Uh, what are you? What are your thoughts on this Lakers? Uh, this Lakers Warriors series. I, I'll be honest, Matt. I didn't think the Lakers really stood too much of a chance going against the Warriors. But I'll be honest, they have surprised me. Um, in 
LeBron is just doing what he needs to do to kind of help. You know, he plays off the ball a lot more now. Um, but to see guys like uh, D'Angelo Russell and, and um, Anthony Davis, those guys stepping up, and, and even Reeves, Austin Reeves, um, this Lakers team, they, they're better than I thought they were. And I, I thought they were going to have a, a very difficult time defending Steph Curry. Um, but they've, they've been pretty pretty solid so far. And I'm just curious your thoughts on that. And, and who do you, I think Lakers are at, what, 2-1 to one right now? Do you think they can pull yeah, it out? They, or What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah. Yeah, let's do a deeper dive into the NBA because, you know, my team won a big one yesterday in overtime to even the series with Boston Celtics. So I got to take a minute to talk about that. And then I'll give you comments on what I'm thinking about the Lakers here because, man, that's really a good, intense, emotional series. You're listening to Big Noon Sports brought to you by Haley Sensing Union Home Mortgage. Covering SEC sports like Kudzu on the roadside. This is Big Noon Sports. Where will you be on game day? Be a bird. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the home two suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. The universal truth of women's shoes. The cuter they are, the more they hurt. You have to put your best foot forward, and if your best foot is an ugly shoe, oh my goodness. Ann thought she had to choose between looking good and feeling good until she got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now I can wear the shoes that I've picked out because I like the way they look, not because they were comfortable. Good Feet relieved her pain and her fashion dilemma. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. can go from zero to 60 way too fast. <laughs> Who knew electric vehicle owners were having so much fun? 20 or 30 years ago, I owned a, a gas sports car, and this car is much quicker. It's a great, fun car to drive. When you put your foot on the accelerator, it just goes. They're fun, they're fast, they're efficient. Visit driveelectricalabama.com to learn how you can start having fun driving an electric vehicle. Sponsored by the Alabama Clean Fuels Coalition, the ABA, and this station. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A warm, humid afternoon, the chance of a few scattered showers or thunderstorms through the evening hours. Behind today, 84, tonight's low 65. Tomorrow, another warm day, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and storms around. The high 85. I'm James Spam on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 83 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Hey, back on the Monday edition of Big Noon Sports. Thanks for dialing us in. Mr. Miller, Matt Coulter, Lars on assignment. I think the last I heard from him, he may be back tomorrow. Let's hope so. He's working on his 13th book. That's just, that's awesome. All right, back to the NBA. I'm glad you brought it up, Christian. Uh, I'm a big 76ers fan, have been all my life. They won in overtime yesterday to even that series at two. But the series that has captured the entire nation is Golden State L.A. 
And L.A. beat up on the Warriors Saturday, 127-97. Hey, I know you're going to agree with me. I don't know for sure. But I think the national basketball pundits do as well. The Lakers don't go through LeBron James anymore. The guy that has to play is Anthony Davis. You mentioned him just a little while ago. But I pulled up his numbers in the Lakers win the other day. Listen to this. He was 7 of 10 from the floor, 11 of 12 from the free throw line. He had 13 rebounds, three assists, three steals, and four blocks, total of 25 points. Am I right in reading this? He's inconsistent. If he plays consistently, L.A. could be in a championship. Yeah, no, I, I agree, Matt. And, and the other guy uh, who really is is playing a significant role right now is D'Angelo Russell. Uh, in this past game, I think he started off, he made the first 11 points. He scored the t- the first 11 total points to start the game for the Lakers. I mean, he was uh, doing it all, shooting from three. His mid-range was on point. Um, and so what I've noticed is when he's playing well and, and Anthony Davis, those two, um, they're a very tough team to beat. And like you said, Le- LeBron, uh, you know, he's playing a different role now. It's not yeah. necessarily going through him. You know, he's giving them the looks that they need. He's, he's helped. He's helping, you know, you know, get the ball moving and, and whatnot. It's doing enough. Um, but really, they, they it's, it's, and it's strange to see because I've grown up watching LeBron my whole life. Um, but we've heard him talk about this as he's gotten up in age. He'd prefer to kind of move off the ball. This is kind of what his vision was. And he's finally been able to see that through um, having guys finally step up. And, and, and just speaking on him, his son actually just committed to USC, Southern Cal. Uh, to play basketball there. Yep, he'll be attending Southern Cal um, and, and to, to play basketball there. And we've heard LeBron say this recently that uh, I think like his, his biggest uh, dream or whatever you want to call it right now is for him and his son to play together, uh, which I think would be insane, which that could happen as soon as. Yeah. Uh, so if his son is there enrolls this fall, um yeah, he could be in the draft uh, about a year from now. So, how crazy would that be, Matt? Um, awesome. Just to, to, yeah, I mean, because I look at it, even just me and my dad, just obviously, this, we did not play together, not even close, um, but just the bond we had from football. And then, you know, this leads me into my good friends over at Good Feet. If anybody is in any type of pain, foot pain, back pain, or knee pain, head on over to Good Feet. Uh, you can find them in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa or go online to goodfeet.com to book an appointment. It's try before you buy. You've got nothing to lose. I'm telling you guys and girls out there, if you need any type of assistance with your, your feet, you're in pain, head on over to Good Feet and let them help you. I promise you won't be disappointed. Again, that's Good Feet over in Midtown Village or go to goodfeet.com. Um, but I say uh, Good Feet right now because speaking of LeBron and his son, uh, me and my dad actually – um, have both benefited from good feet to the point where um, I think they want to do kind of like a story on both me and my dad and our experiences with good feet. So um, I, I just think that's really cool. And, and I, I can only imagine if LeBron could play basketball with his son. I, I don't even think I could make sense of if me and my dad were on the same football team. <laughs> I don't even know. Hey, you, just, you guys can't last that long. I mean, basketball and baseball players can play for a little while because it's not as contact a sport. 
But, Has uh, there been anything like that that you've seen, yeah. Matt, in baseball? Like a father yeah. and son duo that played yeah. together? Uh, the Griffies, Ken and Ken Jr. Uh, oh, wow. They, oh, so they played together. Yeah, they played together, which is... I uh, didn't even know that. Yeah, it's really cool. And, man, two really, really good ball players and, and people, too, from all... Well, I've been terrible. Man, there's, there may be another one. But you're going to have to give me 22 hours. I'll come up with another family that has done it. I don't think I've ever heard of it happening in football. That's just that's too much. Yeah, of a I don't. I don't. Last the generation, isn't it? Yeah, it, Matt. The only way I see that happening in football is if a quarterback or a kicker, kicker, maybe an offensive lineman, but I think it probably go kicker, maybe a quarterback or offensive lineman that had a child at a very young age and they're playing in their very late 30s, almost 40s. Yeah, you know, I don't think that'll work. Plus, you, you know what really hinders that chance is the fact that you have to be, uh, you have to have like three years removed from high, high school to go in the draft. You see what I'm saying? In basketball, yeah, you only have one. So that, that also adds a couple years <laughs> as well. That's a great point, and it may be why we hadn't seen it. You think about it, because two or three years is a long time. And as we all know, there's only been like one or two. There have been more than that. One that I can remember that have gone from high school to the NFL. Uh, That just doesn't happen. Uh, All right. Uh, I want to thank our guests. First hour, Robbie Glenn, Alabama Baseball. And then just a few minutes ago, you heard from Steve Irvine. All right. Well, uh, you guys have a great day. We'll line it up. Do the do it again. Noon to two. www.bignoonsports.com. Twitter is at Big Noon Sports. Hey, uh, Christian, have a great day. I'll talk to you in a little while. Sounds good. We'll see you.